you good and faithful servant, or you wicked and lazy servant. Ooh, ow. First thing in the morning, it's hard to, hard to hear that. But, um, you know, this, uh, the challenge with so much of our, of our Scripture is that unless we take the time to unpack it or to really try to understand some of the deeper meanings, it gets the real, the true message gets lost. Um, and this parable is one of these great examples, which is probably one of the most uh, misunderstood or mis- misused parables of all of Matthew's gospel. It's the second from the last of three parables we'll hear before the end of our liturgical year, uh, explaining sort of how to be when Christ is no longer around. But here's what's... Um, Here's what, there's always a key to unlock the, the mystery or the, the deeper meaning in the Scripture passage, uh, and, and particularly in parables. Uh, and in this particular one, um, the key is understanding what a talent is. So a talent, is, just to give you an idea, is not what we're, most times you'll hear it preached. It's not a gift or a particular talent as we understand talent. Talent was a sum of money. The sum of money, just to kind of give you a context for it, as one talent was 20 years' wages. 20 years' wages. So for the first person, right, he gave $10 million to. To the second person, he gives $6 million. And to the last, he gives just $1 million. Just understand, it's, it's a huge amount of money, no matter what way you look at it. It's an extraordinary amount of money. Now, the other part that we need to understand, and the original hearers of this would have understood this, but we don't. The word servant is really better translated as slave. I mean, not servant as in that they were told to do something. They were slaves. So the money that you give a slave, like that's just outrageous. So, so the, the original hearers of this would have heard this as, you gave $10 million to a slave? Well, that's just crazy. You don't, you don't do that. So, and there lies, there lies the deeper meaning behind it. Because what is, what is Jesus trying to say? What is Jesus trying to communicate here? Because there's a different reaction. He's trying to hold up one as, a, as virtuous and the other as two, two God servants and one as a wicked servant. And what's the distinction? Well, well it's, it's distinction is understanding what has happened to them. So the slave is also owned. So it's not like the slave has got their freedom in this money. They have not. So they know that, that they, this money, this outrageous amount of money, was given them as a custodian, as a test, if you would, as to how well they will manage it. And, and so the two of them go off and, and invest and, and react very much sort of absurdly. They also take the risk just like the master did. Why? Because the master was reckless in giving it to them, and they were somewhat reckless in investing it. The one that would have been quote-unquote prudent in that time would, well, let's not take any risk. Let's just, bury, let's just give it back what he gave us so that I won't lose anything, and he buries it. But Jesus holds that up as a lazy and wicked servant, and these two as, as praiseworthy. And, and then the question is, what's the distinction? And this is where the real breaking open support is that what, what Jesus is trying to communicate to us and to disciples at that time 
is that God is reckless with his love for us. It's absurd. Like, he created all of us, and we ought to know that, right? So we know we're created by God, but he just showers us abundantly with his love recklessly, absolutely recklessly. And, and what, we're, what he's asking us is to be equally reckless in passing that love on to others. See, that's the message, that we're not meant to be stingy like that last servant who holds on to it for fear. Now, I want to just, I'll break this open a little bit later, but fear here really does mean, for fear of the Lord means that they were really afraid, as we understand fear. When we sung the responsorial psalm, that fear is a different word. It really means in awe of the Lord. And this is where the word is, there's a play in, in the original Greek, there's a play in the words, right? They're meant to say in awe, meant to be in fear, and the other awe is that they're in awe, as in awestruck, and then they're equally as outrageous with their love. So, so how, do we, how do we translate this for our own day? I think, and you've heard me say this example, I think the greatest example of reckless love is, is grandparents. I mean, I think they're just wonderful. Grandparents are just completely reckless. They don't care about the rules. Right? I mean, you get it. You know it. Like, you know, do you want some more? You want, can I have another cookie? Sure, have the whole bag. And my parents are going like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Who cares? That's your role. That's you're the parent. I'm the grandparent. And they just shower their child with love. The rules go out the door. They don't care. That's the parent's role, right? That's why parents, that's why grandparents love being grandparents. Because they don't have to worry about the rules anymore. Right? And it, it, that, that's, I think, a wonderful image for God. A grandmother or grandfather who dotes on their grandchild, who's reckless and showers their child with love without, without any restraint, absolutely without abandonment. And, and it's a beautiful image. And I think that's what God wants us to do with one another. Right? So, so I, I, look, I'm a mathematician by my training. I'm a cyber, cyber nerd when I was in college, and that's why I did my master's. So I understand. So, so here's what I, I'm going to use it by, by logic of math, right? Love doesn't follow the logic of math. It has no equation, right? Because here's what an equation would say, is if I give my love away then I have no love left. That's the equation mathematics, right? You lose one, you take it away. But love does not follow that equation. Love only follows the equation. The more you give away, the more you get. It doesn't follow logic. It doesn't follow any mathematical rule. The more you give, the more you receive. The more you receive, the more you give, and it just keeps on going. But I think we're, we're in America... And I think we all struggle with it. We kind of follow this math, this logic of math. Love does not follow that equation. It cannot and will not. And most certainly God's love does not. Right? Because God's love is completely unconditional and it's given away. There is no tether plus or minus hanging on to the love at the end. Right? So, okay, so how am we, what, am, what am I asking of you today? Well, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I, 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 if just for no other week, could we be reckless with our love this week? 
Can we just shower the people with oil? Now, I get, look, I get the Thanksgiving feasts are not all equal. I get it. And, and I know that there's some people at that table who you love and they're wonderful to have. And then there are who, some at that table you're going, <sighs> I get it. I understand. But this is your opportunity to be part of God's mission, to be reckless with your love without abandon, and to not worry about the logic of math, to just shower your love on them without, without regard, to act like God does with us. Um, and and, and if we, the way to inspire us to do that is to be in a little bit of awe, the fear of the Lord, that how blessed we are what we have. Now, and to understand how blessed we are to have our, our health, our family. And here's where St. Paul, to the Thessalonians letter, comes in. Because he sharpens the pencil a little bit more. He turns around and he says, you never know the time or the hour. So he kind of, that guy sharpens things really fast. Because here's what, is we don't know if this is our last Thanksgiving. We don't know how many Thanksgivings we have left. And so we ought not to measure it stingily, giving a piece of our love away. You give it all. You give it recklessly away. Why? Because it does not hold logic. There is no equation for love. So love like God loves us, recklessly, abandonment, and give away like a good grandparent does.